Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. This is Cindy Meyer. And it is my privilege to host this show every single week, inviting different authors, spiritual leaders, and people who are on the front lines of doing the work and helping to make the world a better place. And tonight, I am delighted to have author Dan Millman, author of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, who many of you have read the book several times. You've seen his movie. Um, you know, it was made into a screenplay. And um, so, Dan, are you there? I am, Cindy. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm I'm sorry I arrived so late. I'm I'm juggling, juggling several things tonight. My, my son has a um, choir concert that was changed to a different night. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. So, so you know, it's just you know, here we are. We we do multitasking, sure. but um, but listeners, um, Dan Millman is uh, he's written 17 books over the years that have been read by millions of people, and they've been translated to 29 languages. So that kind of gives you, you know, a sense of the the magnitude of you know what he's offered to all of us. He teaches worldwide, speaking to men and women from various walks of life. Um, his 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 background is fascinating. So, you know, I know you have the new book, and I, I want to mention um, Spirit Seeker, which can be read online at spiritseeker.com. We have an excerpt um, from his new book, The Four Purposes of Life, and that's on page 17 in the on, um, online magazine. You can read it. But, you know, you've had a colorful career, and what have you been doing for 12 years? I, that's my first question is, what have you been doing for 12 years? I bet just soul-searching after that huge success and everything else. Yeah, I think somehow in the publicity materials you may have received, it said something like, my first book in 12 years, I have no idea what that's about. Uh, my last book was a, a graphic novel, in other words, a comic book, not X-rated. Just a graphic novel means it's a, it's a full-length novel that's in comic book form. I did uh, that a year ago, uh, and it's The Way of the Peaceful Warrior for young people who might be more inclined to read a graphic novel. Before that, I had another book. So um, that that information about just hiding away for 12 years, gosh, I hope not. Um, I've been actively. Well, like you might want to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. It's like it's. Um, I, I thought because I, I and I'm, in my mind when I read that, I thought, where has he been for 12 years? It doesn't seem like it's been that long since I've heard his name. <laughs> so, no, no. Okay, so you've been busy though, and I really, really like the feel of this new book. Um, I'll be honest, I, your, your publicist is mailing a copy to me, but she did send me quite a bit of information. And, you know, so this just feels like front and center with everything that's going on right now for people. Well, I try to write timeless books, which is why all my books are still in print even after 30 years doing well, because um, I aim for a book that will be relevant at any time. But as it happens, the Four Purposes of Life, whose subtitle is Seeking Meaning and Direction in a Changing World, probably couldn't be more topical right now for people with the economy the way it is. But even if the economy were good, even if people could easily find some kind of work, these questions still arise. What's the best work for me? Who am I? What are my talents, interests, and values, and so on? So the Four Purposes of Life provides 
a, a clear, a clear organiz, kind of a structure where people can see their life in a in an organized perspective rather than sort of wandering around. So you know, um, we're going to discuss the book, listeners. But you know, before we go there, I just am curious. You know, I I have. Um, three children and they're all athletes my daughter you know was the captain of the basketball team college level all four years and and i mean you know i know the the spiritual aspects there a little bit but you went from being a coach and um i'm assuming teacher to all of a sudden writing spiritual books for people i mean how was was how did that happen i mean were you always like even as a young person seeking like a bigger meaning in life well, the seeds were probably within me as they are in everyone. You know, everyone's on a spiritual search. It's just that some people know it and some don't. And I didn't really know it. Um, you know, by the way, you mentioned you have three children. Um, there's a great quote someone once said, uh, I, I once had three theories about child rearing. Now I have three children and no theories. <laughs> so in any case, when I was a young man, um, for those who don't know me or my work, I was uh, focused on athletics and, and how to learn faster and easier and rise to higher levels. In other words, how to become more talented at what we did. And when I was coaching at Stanford University in gymnastics after doing my own career in, in athletics, I began to uh, explore theories and work out uh, with the team how to in actually raise their talent level. And I was pretty successful in that endeavor. Uh, the team went from the bottom of the conference to one of the top three teams in the U.S. in about three and a half years. And I trained the top U.S. Olympian, but at the same time, my interests began to expand. I, I realized being able to do somersaults and cartwheels didn't help me much when I went out on a date or, or when I got married or had children or dealt with financial challenges and career decisions. So I began to ask bigger questions at that point. It was a process of disillusion, and it was a freeing from illusion that this sports were going to lead to happiness. And I started asking, how can we actually develop more talent for, for living, for the things of daily life? Uh, and that search led me around the world. Uh, I worked with various mentors. I'll be writing about, um, an actual memoir uh, about the major mentors, and that represents a spiritual search, actually, uh, at some future time. But um, basically, I began at some point to realize that no matter how much I improved myself, only one person benefited. But if I could influence the lives of other people in a positive way, that made my life more exciting and meaningful. So that was when I was called to teach. I just, you know, we all teach by our example to people around us. But I, I was called to formally share what I had learned, and I, I had to hone the craft of speaking and writing in order to do that. So that led to an approach to living that I ex have expressed for now for a number of decades called the way of the peaceful warrior. And it's actually shaped itself. It didn't all appear whole cloth in my head uh, over time it keeps evolving and growing with each book and even the books themselves are somewhat mysterious uh, people ask me well Dan what inspired you to write the four purposes of life how did you think of it and I actually don't know it wasn't strategic on my part I know I gave a talk in London about four years ago on the four purposes of life I don't know where I thought of the talk and that's true for a number of my books these things kind of appear and they feel really right. They feel authentic. They reflect reality, not just uh, an abstract theory out of my head. And I express them. I, my job is to write them as clearly as possible. And that's what I've done in 15 books, each one a different facet of the way I teach, each one a different piece of the puzzle. And finally, with the four purposes of life, which is a little book. It's not a big book. Um, but 
it finally puts the pieces together in an entirely new context. Well, and, um, I, I just want to let the listeners know that um, this week uh, and next week I will be interviewing um, three different authors, and each of them will be a featured speaker at the Celebrate Your Life conference that is happening in Chicago Um this is put on by Mishka Productions, and this is the fifth year that they've been in Chicago, and Spirit Seeker has been a sponsor and supporter from the very beginning, working um, with uh, Liz Dawn and her sister Jamie, and of course their mother Ariel, and then Ariel passed away with breast cancer. Um, it's hard to believe it's been two years now. So, um, so you'll be. A, have you ever been a speaker at this expo before? I have. They do a good job of organizing. Oh my They're very bright young women. Um, and hardworking, and they bring together quite a few speakers. I know there are a number of notable people. I don't have it right in front of me, but I know uh, Marianne Williamson is one of them, and uh, I'm going to be actually giving two talks at Celebrate Your Life, um, and people can get information if they want. I'm sure they're at your website, but also they can get information um, by going to the following. I'm uh, accessing it online at the moment as we speak. Um, yeah, it's um, celebrateyourlife.org. Yeah, celebrateyourlife.org. Thank you. That's their main website, and and that will outline all the information about the event in Chicago um, uh, in June. So, and it, by yeah. the way, I'm going to be speaking on um, Saturday, um, and I'll be speaking about the peaceful warrior's way, the fundamentals, the foundation of what I mean by a peaceful warrior, and what that implies in all of our lives. And also, the next day, I'll be giving uh, a seminar on the four purposes of life. I'll have a chance to go into more depth about why there are four purposes, what they are, and how they can actually not only change our life, but just clarify it in terms of uh, uh, understanding ourselves and our lives, what we're doing here and what we're here to do. Yeah, so the, the dates of this conference are actually June 10th through 13th. The 10th is on a Friday, which is a pre-conference, and then... Um, so there's different workshops you can take if you want to come in early. And then Friday night, you'll have thousands of people arriving, and it's a wonderful hotel, the Westin Hotel, and they're used to the Celebrate Your Life people. They they, they know how to, how to deal with our group, and it's just a wonderful experience from start to finish. And then um, it'll be all day Saturday, Saturday evening, all day Sunday, and then it'll finish Sunday evening. But then on Monday, there is a post-conference as well. So um, these are just a few of the people, you know, we have Dan Millman that I'm interviewing in case you're just jumping on to the call. Um, Dr. Doreen Virtue will be coming on a little bit later to this evening in the program. Marion Williamson, Ayanna Von Sant will be next week. Greg Braden will be there. Carolyn Mace, Neil Donald Walsh, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, Don Miguel and Jose Ruiz. And that's just a tip, there's a tip of the iceberg. There's Dr. Bruce Lipton, you know, Sonia Chilcat, Gary Zukoff, Lisa Williams. Oh, my goodness. I could go on. Denise Lynn, one of my favorite people. There's just so many people that will be at this conference. And it is an experience. You just take your watch off and you just come and be in the presence. So, okay, well, I, I'm just delighted that you're going to be at the conference, and I will be taking one, if not both, of your classes. So um, so here we go. Let's talk about the four purposes of life, because um, this just, you know, I, I like the four different topics. So, um, you know, let's just talk, if you can give you a short description, if you wouldn't mind, just of each of the four topics. Sure. Before I do that, let me respond to the question I most often receive, why four purposes? Somebody might say there are three. Someone else might say there are five. Uh, 
There are people who go, well, I know the purpose of life. It's learning to love, you know, whatever the question. Love is the answer. I couldn't really argue with that. It sounds pretty good to me. Uh, somebody else might say our biological purpose is to bond with someone and maybe bear and raise children. Someone else might say our purpose is spiritual awakening. So they all are very, you know, powerful purposes in life. They're parts of life. Um, but just as we can divide the days of the year into four seasons and the points on a compass into four directions, by looking at our lives through the lens of these four purposes that are very fundamental, I think when people hear them they will agree, uh, we can definitely get a better handle on our life. It's especially useful for new graduates from college. The four purposes is a wonderful quick read uh, as, a, as a gift for graduates, but also people who want to turn a midlife crisis into a mid-course correction, people who are maybe between jobs, who've been laid off, who are re-examining their life, want to retool, or even people who are retired, who after they've gone fishing enough or played golf or visited friends, they go, well, what now? How can I reconnect and become stay relevant in the world and serve others and connect with people? So at any stage of life, it's useful to understand. And the four purposes, simply put, and all I'm giving now is a menu. And the menu, no matter how detailed, a bulleted points cannot give you the nourishment of the meal itself. And that's why I want to make very clear people can maybe make a mental note or write down, oh, these are the four purposes, but there's a way to deliver it. And so it gets in the cells of people's bodies. It becomes part of them. And it's an amazing system. It's called a book. <laughs> and, you know, really, a book a, a book well-written actually has the power to transmit it in a way that it becomes part, part of the structure of one's psyche and you understand and, and you can live it rather than just know it up mentally, you know, and, and recite it like bulleted points. So, okay, having said that, here are the four purposes as an overview. The first, I think everyone would agree, we are here in life, all of us. To learn life's lessons. In other words, to grow, to evolve. And it's the idea that Earth is a perfect school, not just a school, but a perfect school. Notice how lessons repeat themselves patiently until we learn them. Most of us have observed that. And if we don't learn the easy lessons, of course, what happens? They get more dramatic just to get our attention. So we will, we're all guaranteed to learn everything we need um, to evolve as human beings from the challenges of everyday life. That's what they're for. You know, people sometimes come up to me and say, why does life have to be so difficult? And I go, oh, would you like, I can tell you how to make life easy. Just don't have any committed relationships. Don't get married or have children. Uh, don't ever work in the field of business. Uh, don't take on any challenges. Hitchhike your way through life. Avoid responsibility. And you know what? Life will probably seem easier. But the question becomes, is that what we're here for? Are we here to just make life as easy as possible? Well, I don't know. You know, it seems to me, um, I kind of gravitate to that saying of uh, St. Augustine. He said, Lord, I pray not for a lighter load, but for stronger shoulders. And most of us looking back on our lives to the person we've become, we look at our inner strength, we look at our wisdom, our life experience, it's because we've overcome certain obstacles We've been walking up this path, and it is, it's a path that's steep at times, up this mountain path. But daily life is a form of spiritual weightlifting. 
And every adversity has hidden gifts. We don't have to pretend to like difficulties when they come. But if we understand it's all about learning. Most of us still believe, even though they might go, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. We're here to learn lessons. But most people think, oh, no, but life is really about winning, achieving, succeeding, finding love. All those things are wonderful. But the core of it, that's just the icing on the cake. They're parts of life. But what we're fundamentally most here to do is to learn. This is a school for souls. So if we understand this, it can shift our perspective on life because even a bad day in a relationship or at work or in school or in a sport can be a profoundly good day in terms of learning. And that, if we learn something, there are no failures. It's never wasted if we've learned something. So that's the idea behind that first. And, of course, I go into, um, you know, people might ask me, well, gee, what are the, if, if we're here to learn, what are the required courses we're all taking? What's our curriculum? And I go into the 12 required courses all of us have been enrolled in since we were young. And this makes it much more clear. Well, and you know, it, it is true that we're all seekers. That's why Spirit Seeker is called Spirit Seeker. And But I think that what you're describing is really soul level why why you know what agreements or what why what are you here for it's not to have an easy life's just grand i mean although i do think enlightenment means lightening up no matter what comes your way but but i really like how you you said that you know um humans are goal seekers from infancy drawn by desire and it's like somewhere along the way though you know things get a little murky and it's like what do i want anymore and i I, I think that starting with learning life lessons and learning that it is a school, I think that's a wonderful approach because then you just look at it like, what am I going to learn today? What new new knowledge or corrections will I make in my thinking? You know, it's a whole different attitude. We begin to pay attention to what the lessons are, so we don't have to we don't have to repeat them. The more clarity we get that we are here to learn, uh, it really brings a different attitude. Um, do you know when? I don't know if anybody else has had this dream, but. Um, not recently, but I had repeated dreams years, decades after I went to college. And it's this common post-college anxiety dream where you, in the, in the dream you um, realize you have a final exam you're racing to take. It's very important somehow in the dream. And yet you forgot you had the course. You forgot you'd enrolled in it, and you're very confused. Which courses have I enrolled in? I don't know if any of your listeners are relating to this, but I've had this dream, and other people have told me, yeah, it's not an uncommon dream, this kind of thing where you forgot about your course and you have the finals to take, but you never went to the class, that sort of thing. And right. it's, it's in a way, it's like that. When we don't understand the curriculum, we're, we've got this, these exams every day, these little mini-tests, these quizzes, but we don't remember what the course is. And so what, I'm, what I do in that first section, uh, learning life's lessons, I let people know what the courses are, what we're actually enrolled in and what we're doing here. Um, so that's the first of the four purposes. Okay. And I think that's the, the premise. And, you know, when you look at the, the first seven years of your life, it's it's like learning how to learn. You know, here we go. And then, or actually, I'm sorry, first seven years of life is just physical. But, okay, so then you learn how to learn. But we're starting off there. And then, you know, and it's perfect where you go from there. You segue into finding your career and calling. Well, this is what most of us uh, 
Cindy, you know, most of us think, when I, what am I here to do? We're thinking about that because we each have 24 hours a day. Everybody, no matter what our socioeconomic, no matter what culture we are in the world, each of us is given 24 hours a day, about 16 of those more or less conscious and awake um, to varying degrees. And in those hours, we spend time. Even if we're independently wealthy, if we never have to work another day to earn an income, nonetheless, even very wealthy people I know need a meaningful way to spend their time. What are they going to do? How do they spend their life? So it's not... It, it's just finding a way to serve and connect with other people, ultimately. But it's important to understand the difference between career and calling. Most of us don't think about it. We just use the words career and calling, and we have a vague idea. Oh, yeah, our calling is something higher, and our career is what we do for a living. But our career, whether we call it a job, a vocation, a profession, um, our career is fundamentally about the practical needs to trade our skills, our time, our experience, for an income to support ourselves and our family. We might like our work, we might find it meaningful, we might like the people we work with, but if we weren't earning any money for it, we probably would have to find something else. Whereas our calling is not necessarily about income. Our calling is something we love to do, the kind of thing we would do if we could afford it for free. Um, it's just what we love doing. It could start out, somebody loves playing the guitar or other musical instrument, or they love painting or another art form. Or, they, or they're called to the clergy or military or philanthropic organizations. There's something about those things that draw them, and it's important to trust that. So when we're told, follow your heart and do what you love, that advice is referring to our calling, not necessarily our career. We actually, I'm going to suggest, we don't need to love our career. It's nice if we like it. It's nice if it's suitable for us and it has elements of enjoyment and if it is appropriate to our talents, interests, and values. But we don't have to love it. It's a way we make an income. So some people, their career and calling are one and the same. That's true for me. Maybe it's true for you, too. And that's wonderful when it happens, when the young artist um, makes money doing what he or she loves doing, or when somebody's career becomes so important to them it becomes a calling. But it doesn't necessarily have to be one and the same. We can do our career, function, at our job, and then in our discretionary time, we can pursue some other things that we just love doing that refresh our life. So the reason that's important is so we don't have starving young artists feeling like, no, I can't compromise. I must focus and dedicate myself just to my calling, follow my heart. You know, it's not a bad idea for them to get a day job, too, to have a place to live, to have an, uh, you know, food on the table, to free their creativity, to stabilize their life. On the other hand, we have people who are so dedicated, they value one thing, making an income for their family. That's what's important, and they cut away everything else, and maybe they've abandoned a calling that could enrich their life that they could also do in their spare time um, and give themselves some spare time to appreciate their calling. So just that, you know, those ideas of career and calling are only on the first two pages of that section. There's much more to career and calling about self-knowledge, about ways to triangulate and find what's most appropriate for us, um, uh, ideas about entry level to leadership. And I, I have a completely new definition of leadership so people understand we can all show leadership, whatever our social role. And it goes on. There's quite a bit. That's the longest section in the book, finding our career and calling. 
Well, I think that's what most people um, struggle with. You know, I'm, an, I'm a clairvoyant coach, so I, you know, read for people all over the world, you know, primarily USA. But, but even still, sometimes I'm into Canada and sometimes into Europe. And it's, I really like that you've distinguished this because so often people have these jobs that are providing amazing incomes. I've seen it time and time again. I had a friend who was doing, doing scientific research for cancer, the cure for cancer. And, you know, she was also trained in this phenomenal healing. She was flying all over the world studying with these healers and everything. But, you know, she was making a six-figure income doing research on cancer that could have changed all of our lives, but she was in constant like complaint because it wasn't her life calling. Her life calling was to do this healing work and all this. And I kept telling her, you know, if you do not shift your thinking, if you really continue to tell the universe how much you hate your job, it will be taken away. That's just how it works. It's, you know, vibration, vibrations, vibration. Well, you know what? She was laid off and has not been able to find a job since. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, whereas if she had been able to say, I'm so grateful that I have this job, that I get to use my mind and, you know, et cetera, and I still have this other calling, I'm creating these elixirs for people all, you know, she could have done both. But, you know, it's, it's so many people I know just sit on that fence not being able to integrate and, and realize that no matter what you're doing, it's part of your soul's journey. Exactly. So I really like that distinction. This is going to help me with my coaching clients. Thank you, Dan Millman. Well, you <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I mean, this is this sounds like um, a book that could anyone could pick up and reread and reread and get something different based on their frame of mind each time. I think that's probably true. I've been told that about some of my other books, like Way of the Peaceful Warrior. But I think, uh, in fact, some people I know have already read uh, The Four Purposes of Life two or three times, and they say yes, they get more each time. And you know, it's it is a small book. It's 150 pages. It's it's smaller size uh, than 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 standard uh, trade paperbacks. Um, so it's easy, it fits in a purse. It fits in a case. It really feels good to hold. I know that sounds strange for the author to say, but but it, but it has just a, a great feeling about it. And somebody, a friend of mine who read it, said, you know, this little book is like Hermione's bag. You know, the the uh, Hermione in uh, the Harry Potter series. Um, yes. She's got this magical bag. It's a small bag, but you reach into it, you pull out pup tents, and you pull out sleeping bags and backpacks, <laughs> and anything you need right. is in that little bag. And and even in a small book, I'm I'm still kind of amazed by how much I was able to to put into it. There's not much padding there. There's quite a bit of substance in this in a small package. Okay, well, um, I just want to mention we are talking to Dan Millman, author of The Four Purposes of Life, his most recent book, very well known for The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, and, and has written countless other books, 26 languages. Um, he is going to be a featured speaker with two lectures at the Celebrate Your Life Conference in Chicago coming up on June the um, 10th through the 13th. He'll be giving a talk on, uh, you said, on Saturday and on Sunday. Yeah. And um, and there are, we're we're going to sum this up. There's a, there are two other four purposes of life. Since we gave them the first two, I think we should at least let them know the other two. So if you will be kind enough to share three and four before we complete tonight, um, and then uh, I have one more question for you. So. I would be happy to, Cindy. Uh, the third purpose of life, once we've gone through career and calling, is to find our hidden calling or our life path. Now, some of your listeners might have heard of my book, The Life You Were Born to Live, which is subtitled a book, um, you know, A Guide to Finding Your Life Purpose. It's a major work, large book, and it's a reference work. Nobody has to read it cover to cover, but it gives all 43 life paths for people born since 1900 and uh, an objective method, 
very accurate for finding our own life path. Well, I couldn't very well leave that system, the life purpose system, out of the four purposes of life. So my new book has a, a distilled, and I worked hard to distill it down to a very powerful short section that gives people an objective method to immediately access some key information about their hidden drives, their responsibilities, their strengths, their, their hurdles they're here to overcome, um, and their fundamental interests that they may not have crystallized yet. Um, so that's what it all does. That third section is the most mysterious, provocative, and even controversial because it works off one's date of birth. Now, many people are familiar with numerology. I'm not a numerologist, but I, actually many numerologists uh, consult with my, my book because it's one of the best written, best expressed. And I know it sounds like hubris on my part, but that's just a fact of life. Um, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying that's how it turned out. Um, and so this, the third purpose of life focuses on this hidden life path. And any of your listeners can go to my website anytime. It's pe- easy to remember, Peaceful Warrior. Just same title as the movie, PeacefulWarrior.com. And right there, there's a life purpose link. They can click on it. They'll immediately see the life purpose calculator. And if they put in their date of birth, they will get a little teaser, a taste, a paragraph with some key information about the core issues of their life right there. So anyone can test that out. And in, in, the, in the four purposes of life, we send people to that page just to get their numbers so that it's accurate. In the back of the book, we show how to add up the numbers properly in order to get their life path. So that's the third purpose. And the fourth purpose I'll just touch upon Many people think, oh, I already know that. It's about attending to this arising moment. Now, today, everybody's, you know, we've read Be Here Now, we've read uh, The Power of Now, we've read my books, which go into The Power of Living in the Present as well, um, have for years. But in this, I've expressed this in a way that's never been expressed before by me or anyone else that I've seen in terms of the, the, maybe the most important purpose of all, which integrates the first three we talked about briefly, which is, Attending to what is our purpose right now. See, we may not know our cosmic purpose, but we always know our purpose in this moment. Your purpose is clear right now. My purpose is clear right now. And moment to moment, that may be the most important purpose of all because we can always handle the present moment. And I go into this in, in of course, more depth, how to actually live in the present, why we don't like to do so, and how we can overcome that. Um, So that summarizes that the fourth of the purposes and finally in the epilogue of the book I turn to our spiritual purpose which is a kind of a crescendo a wave building through the book another friend described it as that um, so people can really leave the book with a high feeling of uh, our spiritual purpose how to connect the conventional and transcendental realms wonderful 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 and I look forward to meeting you in Chicago once again, Dan Millman, his website is thepeacefulwarrior.com? No. Just without the, the just peacefulwarrior.com. Peacefulwarrior.com. And yeah. he will be giving two, two uh, lectures at the Celebrate Your Life conference and at celebrateyourlife.org. Wonderful, 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 amazing speakers. I've been every year. I've been to their conference down in uh, in Phoenix as well. I just love the Mishka family. Well, they're not Mishka family, but um, but the Mishka Productions. 
um, named after the little. Do you know how that came to be? They named it after their dog Mishka. It's hysterical, and that's how it came to be. And they do good mitzvahs for everyone. They they just have a wonderful conference from start to finish. So Dan, thank you so much for being uh, the guest tonight. You know, and coming on. I know you're busy, and it just. You know, at Minilot, I get. I want to just mention, I received so many emails saying, oh, my gosh, I love Dan Millman. Oh, my gosh, I love him. You know, so there are lots of listeners here that are, you know, even the ones that were not able to uh, listen in live, they're listening in later. So I just really, really want to thank you for, for being a guest and taking the time and, and sharing your wisdom with us. That's kind of you, Cindy, and I look forward to seeing you at Celebrate Your Life. Okay. All right. Well, wonderful. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Okay, all right, good night. Okay, so this is Cindy Meyer, and this is the Spirit Seeker Radio Show, and um, our next guest, um, uh, Nate, has uh, Dr. Doreen Virtue arrived yet? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, so um, so in one moment, uh, Dr. Doreen Virtue will come on, but I just want to tell you a little bit about her. I have followed this woman for so many years, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I've experienced her in Las Vegas with a Hay House conference was a full room of people, and I had a press pass that time, and they were letting me go in and out of all kinds of different classes. And I wound up in, um, in Doreen Virtue's angel reading class and was fascinated. I was always supposed to be in and out, and I wound up spending, like, the whole session with her. And, um, and then, you know, I worked quite a bit with Hay House, and um, they send me samples of different, you know, cards sometimes to review in the magazine. And, and then people just give me gifts. Most of my cards that, you know, I, I have and I use. Um, but I bet six of my eight texts that I use are Dr. Doreen Virtue's cards. Okay, so who is she? She is a spiritual doctor of psychology. She's a fourth-generation metaphysician. Can you imagine having four generations of metaphysicians in your lineage? I mean, my gosh, talking about DNA programming, wonderful. Okay, and she works with the angelic, elemental, and ascended master realms in her writings and her workshops, and all of her books and cards reflect this knowledge. She is the author of more than 20 books and card decks about angels, chakras, crystal children, indigo children, health and diet, and other mind-body-spirit issues, and Dr. Doreen Virtue, welcome. <laughs> it's great to be with you, Cindy. <laughs> My gosh, and I know you've been on a tour. And you just, you know, arrived home, so thank yeah. you for joining us. I did. Okay. I, I arrived. I just got home um, last night from six countries, eight cities, thirteen airplanes. And the one thing I want to say is, for this interview, my dog and my cat have really missed me, so you might hear them in the background. <laughs> I can't prevent it. I'm so glad you're home. Okay, yeah, and they're, also they're, I'm... they're getting mommy time right now. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. And you know, and I understand animals just, you know, there's just unconditional love. Yeah. So, um, well, and I also want to mention that my the editor of Spirit Seeker magazine, Mish Hancock, is also here with us tonight. And Hi, I um. Uh, Mish, are you here? If she's not here, she'll be here momentarily. And um, so you're going to hear both of our voices with um during this evening in that I am going to disappear for 15 mm-hmm. minutes to hear my son sing in his choir concert. Mm-hmm. And um, and you, you've worked with Mish before. She's interviewed you, and she was delighted. She's like, oh, I get to talk to Dory tonight. Thank you. Oh, I love it. So, oh, my gosh. So you it's, will be at the Celebrate Your Life conference. Yes, and, I'm so excited um, about this. Liz Dawn knows how yeah. to put on the best parties. Oh, they are. They, and that's exactly what it is. You feel mm-hmm. it from the moment you arrive. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at the pictures of, you know, her mother, Ariel, with all, and the and the two sisters, with all the people that they have worked with over the years, is it not amazing? 
Well, she's lived on and Ariel and Jamie, they're it's an amazing family. This truly is their life purpose. They're the ultimate hostesses. And so when you everyone who walks into their events just feels like you're walking into their living room and they just completely take care of you. There's so so much hospitality. Right, right. They're just very loving and generous and mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, I mean, even when their mother was ill, she did it with such grace. You know, right. and always a smile on her face, and you yeah. know, so so yeah, so that is celebrate your life, and in Chicago is celebrateyourlife.org. There are many people coming from St. Louis and people coming from all over the world to this conference, and um, it's just it's just exciting, and so yeah. I'm just delighted, you know, to be part of it, and I'm glad you're part of it, and cause I haven't seen you in a while, so this is gonna be so much fun. Right, so, I haven't been to Chicago in. Probably seven years, so I'm just so thrilled to come back to the Midwest area and, and of course, to be part of Celebrate Your Life. Yeah. So I just um, want to mention, you know, that, that Spirit Seeker magazine is part of Chicago now. We're actually launching it with our June issue. Oh. We've, we've supported the mag- um, the conference every year. It's the fifth year in Chicago. But, um, but, but the magazine's only been, you know, like there in the bags in June. So this will be our first year that we're actually – um, published and distributed in Chicago, so that's an exciting thing for us. And um, and so so I just want to mention, you know, you have so many products and so many so many different things. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin. But but you know, your angel handbook, I I just think is the best thing, and everyone in the world should have it. Um, yeah. So would you you talk about what you would like? I mean, Doreen, we're just honored okay. to have you here tonight. <laughs> so you can go any direction you want, um, or I'll keep asking questions. Oh sure. Well, I you know I I like it to be real. So whatever you want to do, but I'm really happy with the Angel Therapy Handbook. This was something that took many years to create, and it's um, everything I teach at my Angel Therapy Practitioner courses, and it's timely because I'm teaching my last course um, this June and really focusing on traveling around the world and giving introductory workshops to people um, to connect as many people as I can to their angels and really help them to hear the voice of their higher self god and and the angels because it's just it's just time and so this book the angel therapy handbook is um a a real com- compilation of not only the skills of how to give an angel reading and how to do mediumship um and all the skills of doing spiritual healing that I grew up with and that I teach but the the part I'm most excited about in this book is that, is this whole section on how to have enough confidence to follow your life purpose, especially if you want to be a, a healer or a spiritual teacher. A lot of people have that dream, but they're just afraid to make that leap. And I've worked with so many students over the years helping them to get that confidence and get the support to do it. And, and so most of the books, like me being a motivational coach and just real practical advice I've I've learned and I've taught people. Yeah, and and you know, um your new book is quite interesting. You know, I've been working with your publicist at uh Hay House as well as um, you know, Liz Dawn sent me some things and um we are uh so listeners, we will have part one of an excerpt from Doreen Virtue's new book in our June issue, and then we'll have part two. Um, we couldn't. We, your publicist looked at it. We looked at it. There was no way to cut out one word. It was so wonderful. Aww. So we'll have we'll have part one in the June issue, and then part two in the Thank July you. issue. 
And, um, I mean, what a treat this is with all the different accounts of people sharing their experiences. I mean, and then all the different wisdom you offer. Is, is this just like all of your books, like all your knowledge pulled into one book? It, it, it looks like it would take a huge book to put all this in there. Yeah, well, pretty much. Um, that's a good way of, of putting it, Cindy. Um, and what's so beautiful is that um, the book has been so well received because my whole heart was put into it, and it, and Hay House says it's my first, you know, real best-selling book. It's just selling, like they said, it's already in its fourth printing, and I think it's been out only a couple months. So I'm, wow. I'm just thrilled when, you know, this is when you know you're on your purpose when you, it's your passion, you love to do it, and then it's completely received by others. Well, it's it's perfect and divine, and mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back to the the angel number book. Um, okay, I I recently awakened at three thirty three in the morning. It was actually two mm-hmm. weeks ago today, and I was giving an interview that um, I was doing my radio show like as I always do. Woke up at three thirty three in the morning, and the very first thing that went through my mind was, oh, this is the day I interview Saima. It's Saima Day, and I thought, what the heck? So I go back to sleep. All right. Mm-hmm. So then I was in Chicago this last week it was for the SIMA conference. I was supposed to be for there for for thir- Thursday all day or no Friday all day. Set it backwards. Thursday all day and Thursday night. I wake up again at three thirty three in the morning. I wake up at four forty four in the morning. It was like what in the world? And then I of course look and of course the three 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 is the ascended masters coming in mm-hmm. and. And, you know, it's like, Doreen, that book is so helpful. I can't okay. – my assistant carries it in his briefcase everywhere he goes. Oh, well, Hay House, I was just meeting with them this weekend, and they've assured me it's going to be an app very soon, which <gasps> I'm really glad about. That's be, amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> you can punch in the numbers, will, and it'll tell you what it means. So, listeners, if you don't know what this means, I, I mean – Doreen, I can't even imagine how long it must have taken to put. I mean, it's like everyone yeah. should have a copy of that book. Thank you. Everyone. Yeah. Well, it's something that it's the most common way besides our feelings that the angels talk with us is every time you see repetitive numbers on license plates or telephone numbers or, like you said, a clock or a receipt. It means something, and especially if you have a pattern of hearing this, seeing the same numbers over and over again. So it was a, a, a lot of work. I just sit down with the angels and completed this Angel Numbers 101 book where um, it, it helps folks just to understand what their angels are saying through these number sequences. Well, and I love that some of your books, you know, have CDs. Some of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's like every, you, you've come, even your angel kit where you have the incense and you, you, you help them, oh, yeah. you uh-huh. know, I, I don't know if you remember, I mean, I'm sure you yeah. know it's one of your products, but it's like you, and there are only a few cards, so the the, the person who's learning to use your cards um, does not get overwhelmed. And, and, you know, and it's like everything that they need for meditation and connecting with the angels. It's like right, the crystal perfect. and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything's there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and, of course, I want to ask you the story, but I, I, it is time for me to go listen to my son sing. So this oh, is coming well, on. Definitely. But when I, when I come back, I will never forget being at the, the Hay House Conference in Las Vegas. I don't know if you remember. That was when Carolyn mm-hmm. Mays turned yeah. 50. I, I, uh, um, who was Christy North? They were all turning 50, Denise Lynn. And you were the closing speaker at that conference. And 
you told your story, and that was the conference actually where I wound up in your class and, you know, was doing the angel readings and, you know, experiencing that part of it. And then you had your angel reader, readers at every break giving people mm-hmm. readings. I mean, it was right. just phenomenal. And, you know, and then you were the closing speaker. And I'll just never forget when you told your story. Um, and so, listeners, you, she can't, Mitch can't ask this. I get to ask this when I come back. Um, when you shared how it was, you know, you were the radio, uh, you had your own radio show with weight loss and everything, and then how the angels got on the air for the first time. So, so Mish, are you here? If Mish is not on, Nate has Mish hands. If Mish isn't there, I'll, I'll talk. I'll host myself while you go listen to yourself. Where, where, what number is Mish calling in on? Three one four three two three, I think something. Oh All right, my hold God, on. Mish, I've got, I've got oh, seventeen Mish. people online, so okay, I would okay. love to Mish. take calls too. If, if okay, okay, people you know what, Mish, if you're there, hit uh, one on your phone right now, and then Nate will bring you on. If not, Doreen, have fun. I'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, but sweetie, Nate, enjoy your time. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. So I can take calls if uh, Mish isn't here yet. And answer some listener calls. Not a problem. Um, I've got Suzanne on okay. the line, and she'll be up here momentarily. One second. Fantastic. There she is. Hey, Suzanne. How are you? Oh, hi. Great. Fine. Thank you. What's going um, on? Uh, well, I've been going through some hardship with custody battles for like the past three years. My max still mm-hmm. doesn't stop, and I have to go to court this Tuesday. And what do you see with all this? And Will I be okay, and will I ever get my residential custody back of my son? Well, Suzanne, um, you know, having gone through some legal experiences myself, I absolutely empathize with what that feels like. As I tune into you, I do see that there's a lot of red tape, a lot of um, unfinished paperwork still, still to come. I wish I could say that everything was going to be done this Tuesday, I do see progress. I do see absolutely that you've been doing a lot of spiritual work, a lot of manifesting and praying about this, and that's helping, so please keep that up. This, uh, if you're lighting a candle for this, it's showing as um, you keeping the faith. And it's just it, it's maybe two or three more times um, around the corner, so it's going to happen in your favor. It's going to work out, um, and it's going to just test your patience right now. I feel like this is you working out some past life karma with um, some of the people involved. So the more that you can lift up and be willing to forgive instead of blaming, the more power you'll have in this whole situation. I I have been doing that, but um, this isn't even about getting custody back. He wants me just to have supervised visitation now. I don't want to have that. That's crazy. I understand. No, I I see that this is going to be... um, it's they're investigating. There's a lot of paperwork still coming involved, so nothing's going to be decided this Tuesday. It's going to be continued. Um, but what they show me is this: this will work out in your favor. You'll you will have a favorable result. But it's going to be something like two or three more um, court dates to get to that point. Now, what about the residential custody? Will I ever get that back, or is he just going to live with his dad forever? Let me ask. Um, they're saying something about the status quo, that the courts don't like to change the children. Um, they keep things going on. But it's some, but it's more favorable than supervised visitation. And the whole agenda that is like a vendetta against you is, is lifted. So there's not this, it's, it's not so negative coming up 
And I feel like your son does a lot of the intervention, speaks in your favor, and, and his dad starts to listen. I want to just see you keep pouring love and light in their direction. And I know it's difficult to do, but honestly, this has to do with the past life you have with the father. And you see balancing karma. Meditation all the time and nothing more. What's that? So you just see me getting visitation and nothing more? Um, it's more like shared custody is what I see. It's yeah, visitation, he has but it's more in your favor. And I wish I could, could wave a magic wand and tell you, you know, what you want to hear, but I have to tell you exactly what I'm getting. It's it's better. It's it's improving. The situation's improving, um, and it's just going to require a little more patience on your part. So be sure to keep talking to the angels about this to help you and to be by your side and to give you the strength and courage it takes because it's not. This is one of the most difficult things you've been through in your life. Yes, it is. And I understand. I have so much compassion for what you're going through, believe me. We'll be praying for you, and I want to thank you for calling in. I want to take another call, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Again. We could take another call. And, you know, whenever there's any kind of difficulty, the angels are more with you than ever, and just asking them for help is is essential to remain strong and um, to keep going. And even when things seem to be against you, we have to keep our thoughts positive, and that's where the angels can really help. We can lean on them. Do we have another caller? Well, actually, I think Mish is on the, on the call now, so. Oh, can okay, you guys great. hear me? Hi, Mish. How are you, oh, Doreen? Oh, hi, Doreen. I am so sorry. I, I, I no could problem. hear you guys, and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> it's, it worked out fine. Suzanne needed to talk. Wonderful. Uh, well, I, I, too, would like to thank you for um, being with us this evening, and I really want to thank you for putting the angel numbers on an app. Well, thank you. We'll thank Hay House for that. It's um, apparently a complicated app, so it's not quite done yet. We'll send angels to help them speed that along. <laughs> well, I I actually have been praying for that. Me too. <laughs> I carry I love, all my, the angel all numbers my with me. Apps right now. You know, you can do the cards, card readings on the iPhone now. Exactly. I just think it's wonderful to be so helpful to have it on my phone all the time now. Exactly. And I let um, Reed Tracy, the president of Hay House, know that when I met with him last weekend in Toronto, and he said it's absolutely in the works and will be done very soon. Oh, thank you. I just Mm -hmm. think that's just wonderful. And I, uh, like Cindy, I have been, I think I've read, oh, practically all your books at this point. And the one that I use a lot is the um, Ascended Masters and Angels, the one that you oh, yeah. go through and you tell, you know, who everybody is and, you know, what you can pray to them about, how they could help you in your life. How did that come about for you? To, to well, I mean, it's like a dictionary. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, the Archangels and Ascended Masters book came from my doing angel readings, and every time I would do a reading, I would meet people's guides, and I would meet saints, and not having a Catholic background, I actually used to call my local Catholic church, or there was an angel therapist who was a Catholic priest, and, and I would ask them, you know, who are these people, who are these people, and then I, I met, I kept meeting Saint Germain with my a lot of my clients, and and 
he wasn't a Catholic saint, and it turned out he was from a province in France called Saint-Germain. And I thought, you know, I just need to research who's who. And I just started doing research, and it occurred to me that other people would have the same questions I did. So I just decided to create this who's who in the, the benevolent spirit world for other people, and, and it seems like it's really resonated with a lot of people because um, these are, to me, the more friends, the better. You know, I'm, I like a lot of us, I come from a Christian background, but what I've learned is that these these deities from other religions, like Hinduism and Buddhism and and you know Celtic spirituality and such, they all mesh together. There's no competition, or none of them on the other side are saying, "Hey, my religion's the best." They they all work together tirelessly to help humanity and Earth, and and so they all have specialties. And when you learn who's who, it's like getting to know them on a personal basis, and you can recognize their their presence, what it feels like when they're next to you, and you know who to call on. I put an index in the back of the book on, you know, if, if, if you're having this issue, call this um, divinity and, and so forth. So thanks for um, mentioning that book, Archangels and Ascended Masters, because that, that was also a, a long, long, long labor of love. I I burnt a lot of midnight candles writing that one, I remember. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it is, it's just wonderful, and it, it's one that I find myself referring to again and again, as is the angel numbers. I, I look at that at least once a day. Oh, wow. Well, thank at you. At least once a day. And I get um, many messages, I mean, through license plates. And it's interesting because I literally, in one day, will see two or three license plates with the exact same three numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's just what amazing. What lately? Uh, 708. 708. And I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'll, I'll let you know what it means. That's, those are very positive numbers. So you take all three numbers, and the, the one in the middle is the prominent one. So that's O. That means the Alpha, the Omega, or God. And 7 to the left means that you're on the right path. The 8 to the right means it's about finances or abundance. So it says that God wants you to know that you are on the right path to being supported in all ways and it, and that the flow of abundance is, is here for you and coming to you. So most people would be very happy to get 708. As I, a I, am, I am sitting here quite happy with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, because I saw, I actually saw it yesterday and again today, and I thought, oh, i got to look up 708. I haven't looked up 708, you oh, know. Well, you can ask so, me. <laughs> thank you. This is much cooler to get it right from Doreen Virtue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So all the work that you've done, I mean, it is, it amazes me how much you have put together over the years about angels, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't stop. Right, So yeah, are you, I mean, it, it, it feels to me like you're just constantly, you're in this state of awareness, very, very listening, mm-hmm. and then it just comes, you go, okay, I got a book, and you just start writing. Pretty much, and what's so interesting is how many times the book is just done, and and I often don't remember writing it. It's just kind of like I wake up and the book's on my computer. It's 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 a lot of trans channeling, and and you're you're, you're tuning into me now, Mish, because you're right. I'm constantly talking to the angels, and doing a lot of soul travel work to help people around the globe, and showing up in their dreams, no matter what time zone it is. Um, and you know, so I have to have this lifestyle that supports that. I'm, I have friends and family who are really, really 
open and supportive of me and I live in a very gentle environment here in Hawaii and wow. and take really good care of myself. I only eat vegan food that's organic and never ever drink alcohol or coffee because the chemicals I'm just so sensitive to these days and really, you know, exercise every day. And it's just, I feel like I'm an instrument that the angels use and I have to stay in tune um, right. to keep to keep them coming through. There is no end in sight to the books that they're writing through me. Right now I'm writing a book called Assertiveness for Earth Angels for uh, people who are loving but who feel like they're being taken advantage of by others or get hurt, um, and and they're kind of doormats or pushovers for others. So I'm writing a book about how to be assertive and still gentle, kind, and loving for Earth Angels. And I think that's probably going to be one of my life purpose books where I feel so strongly about that and also for women how to help them to be powerful and yet remain very feminine because a lot of women are confused about how to be powerful and they think that means being mean or intimidating or being manlike and it absolutely does not that absolutely you can be very very gentle and powerful at the same time and very kind and pleasant and powerful so I'm doing a lot of teaching work on that through my next book I'm writing a book about Mother Mary, Queen of Angels, that is so meaningful, and um, just came out with two new decks of cards that will soon be out with Hay House. One on the romance uh, soulmate questions, so it's called the the Romance Angels Oracle Cards, and the the second one is all about life purpose. The whole deck is completely focused on life purpose, and I'm really excited about that. Now that, you know, and you are... You're so supportive, and I'm going to backtrack just a tiny bit. You were talking about helping earth angels, but mm-hmm. I believe it was an angel therapy, and um, forgive me if I'm incorrect on this, that you also talked about you know, light workers that are going out and doing this work, how to overcome that, asking to be paid. Right, absolutely, yeah. That's something I've written about in my new book, The Angel Therapy Handbook, which is right. coming out. There's a whole section in there because um, – you know, right now a lot of people are having their past life issues come up for them. I mean, it's just so predominant as I travel around the world, which I just just came back from an eight-city, um, excuse me, is it eight cities? Yeah, eight-city tour. Um, and talking to people all throughout Europe and Canada and the U.K., um, so many people have their past lives right in front of their face and it can create phobias, including the fear of allowing yourself to be supported or paid for doing spiritual work because so many people have had monk-like or communal living experiences in their past lifetimes. And when you have a communal living situation, like being in a monastery or or you know being in a convent, um, and or even the villages that we used to have so so frequently, your shelter and your food needs were all taken care of. Also, right. your health care. And so there was no sense of personal savings accounts, no sense of personal property at all. And you didn't even think about that. You just focused on doing your work. And a lot of those folks, thousands, maybe millions, are back here right now um, being light workers in this current um, democratic system that we have where you have to earn money and you have to pay your own bills and and you're encouraged to have personal savings and personal, um, you know, things that you own. And so uh, what shows up for a lot of these light workers is they have what I call feast or famine conditions where they'll get money that comes in and it'll go right back out. Money will come in, they'll go right back out. And they always have enough money to 
to have shelter and food, just like they did when they lived in a convent or monastery, but they don't seem to have anything for themselves above that. And it's just that it's a past life residue, and many of them took vows of poverty or vows of self-denial, even vows of celibacy or self-punishment. And so in my book, The Angel Therapy Handbook, I talk a lot about how to deal with that and how to overcome it. Um, and, you you know, a lot of it is really facing your fears head on and not stuffing them down. Exactly. And and I, I thank you because I think that that is uh, a very necessary ingredient for a number of the light workers that are here. I mean, yeah. you know, it's especially if you don't even know what to do with money, you haven't had the... <laughs> You, know, you you haven't been given the tools to deal with it. And I'll say, like, well, I don't know what to do with here. I'm going to go buy this now, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I totally, I think it's just wonderful. Um, now, I don't want to talk too much. I believe, are we are we uh, taking more callers? I would love to take calls. Yes, absolutely, Nate. Is there someone waiting on the line? to? There is. I have Mark from Virginia, Stanford, Virginia. He's on the line. Okay. Hello. Hi, Mark. Hi, Doreen. It's such an honor to talk to you. Oh, wow, thank thanks you. for taking my call. Sure. Um, huh. I listen to you all the time on Hay House, and I, I have a couple of your books and your cards, and you really introduced me to the angels and helped me stop smoking and a lot of other things right. in my life over the past couple of years. And I just was kind of wondering, um, I've had a lot of changes. I just got my college degree after many years. And oh, my, my life goodness. Is kind Congratulations. Of up. Thank you very much. And my life is kind of opening up, and I'm just wondering if you had any message from the angels. Well, they, they, the angels say, "Buckle your seatbelts, Mark, because <laughs> you've you've um, it's you're on for a big fast ride. It's you're you're on the fast track. Um, mm. Are you doing any sort of healing work already? I'm working with um, I'm working with a teacher who um, I've known for a number of years, who's a shaman, and I'm right. I guess you would say I'm a shaman in training at the moment. Okay, good, because that's what I saw for you. I saw this you have this real physical strength and energetic strength that the angels want to channel um, in empowering people. They show me that you have physical healing abilities as well as the ability to talk to people and empower them. So you're, you've got two um, converging life purposes. So usually you don't see this. This is unusual. Usually someone does either physical healing or they do spiritual teaching healing, um, but they want you to do both. And so the good thing is they, they're calling you a multitasker, and they say he gets bored easily with just one thing. So you're going to be a very eclectic. And one of the reasons that things are going so well for you, Mark, you're, you do exactly what I do, and the angels love this. You say yes when opportunities mm. show up. You walk through the door. Where so, you know, not as many as, as there used to be, but there's still so many people who sit there and go, "Shall I walk through the door? Shall I walk through the door? Shall I walk through the door? Is it okay? Do I deserve it?" In the meantime, the door is closing, and by the time they decide to do it, the door has been closed for a while. You just go for it, and angels are looking for people like you, Mark, to give the the fun, cool assignments to. So that's why they say, "Buckle your seatbelts," because. Oh, wow. Um, they, there's more schooling coming up for you. Yeah, like I graduate felt that school. too. Yeah, yeah like, yes. I was excuse- thinking about getting a master's in counseling. Yep. Yeah, it's coming up for you. Um, it may even be um, in a different location than where you live. Don't even worry about money or getting in. The doors are opening as you go. You can't see them open yet, but as you step up to it, the door goes whoosh, 
and opens up for you magically. And the money follows. You do need to just do a little bit more personal work on I deserve this. And the way the, the, the irony of this, Mark, is, is that it's not even about us personally. You deserve it because it's about God. It's not about you and I personally. You understand, right? Yes, yes. It's like just as you as you accept all this, as you accept the help, then it gives you the wherewithal to go to graduate school, and you can reach more people, you can help more people. So let them support you. Okay. Is there should I, is there any angel in particular that I should maybe be be talking to more or? Well, as a healer, I would normally say Raphael, but as I tune into you, I see Gabriel as one of your primary archangels which okay. shows me that you are a messenger and a teacher primarily. Um, they also keep showing me physical strength is important for you. I don't know if you're lifting weights or not, but they show me they want you to really keep your body in very strong condition. Oh, yeah. the reason they mm-hmm. say that is because a strong body has higher energy, and if you've heard me talk about it on Hay House Radio, high energy is essential for fast manifesting. Okay, okay, okay. So you you just have to really keep your schedule very balanced. Mm-hmm. You've got to take time okay. time for yourself, time time to exercise, keep the healthy diet, go to school. You know this. You're not going to get bored. Mm, okay. okay. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. God Wonderful. bless you. Uh, Nate, is Cindy back on the line, or should we take another caller? Hello? Hello? I'm here. I I think we lost Nate. You and I can have a party. (laughs) Okay. We'll have our own party. Angel party. (laughs) We kind of need Nate to get the callers in, so sorry I don't have that technology on my end. Well, I'm happy to talk to you some more, Doreen. I'm sorry. I have Cindy on the other line. Oh, okay, Cindy, are you back here? No, no, she was calling to check up on me. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Well, Doreen was checking the desk. Oh, <laughs> um, um, Doreen, I know so, you're uh, also very supportive of children and yes. and their journey with angels and learning about angels. Would you mind telling us about that? Well, and it's becoming more and more powerful. I was just in Montreal two days ago, and a woman gave me a paper from her. I think her her daughter was six years old, and who's channeling angels already. And I have met several children on this past three weeks around, um, around Europe and UK and Canada. Um, children who the the remarkable difference right now is parents are much more open minded and more supportive of children talking to angels. Then in my generation, it was still this, oh, it's an invisible friend. Is that okay? Is it healthy? What does Dr. Spock say about it in his books? And so parents were iffy about it. Now parents are like, cool, my child talks to angels. And they're proud of it. They're not afraid of it. So I've been meeting these amazing parents and these children who are channeling angels, clear-eyed, clear channels, and they don't have any doubts at all. So the messages are coming through loud and clear. And this, this is where we're heading is this new generation of people who have, have complete 100% faith, no doubts. They know the power of things that all religions teach about, such as forgiveness, compassion, um, being open-hearted. 
And this is this is why the angels show me that this world is actually improving and it's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of the new world. It's really, really right. exciting, happy time for us. Oh, and it's 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 so amazing these kids that are coming in so awake. I um had interviewed you several, several years ago and you told me in the middle of the interview you said, By the way, and I hadn't even mentioned my daughter. You just said, by the way, your daughter is a crystal child, and you really should educate yourself on that. <laughs> oh, good. And it was wonderful. And I mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. And I got your book, and I started really learning. And it truly helped me to be a better parent to her. I was already open, of course, um, but to really understand what you know what these children were all about, it was very helpful to me to understand that maybe mm-hmm. other people were like, oh, your child's not doing this, I'm thinking, yeah, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's in a different place right now, so we're just going to let her be there, you know. Yes. And it well, was very helpful to me. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, the crystal children are the new population of the earth, and they are like little saints and little Buddhas, and we need them. We need parents like yourself who accept that they are a little bit different in a positive way. Well, and that, and it's it's. I've learned to really listen to what she's saying. She's amazingly wise, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. and to me, I feel blessed. Is you know, wow, this teacher that was given to me is so amazing. You know, thank you, God, for allowing me to to mm-hmm. you know be her steward while she's here. You know. Well, that's it's why just, she's with you because you have that outlook. It's just, the crystal children only come to parents who can help them like this, or if if the parents aren't open-minded like you are, they they always manifest in a family that has maybe an open-minded aunt or uncle that can help them. So that she's really she she's very fortunate. You're very fortunate to be with each other. It's wonderful. And so when I you had shared with me once uh, a way that you help children to connect with angels, and I believe you talked about this in your angel therapy handbook. Well, children actually these days don't need much help, but what they need is for parents to talk with them um, to validate what they're doing is acceptable to talk about openly because children develop their own private relationship with their angels. That's what I had as a child. I, you know, Like most children, I saw the angels and heard them, and they came to me to comfort me when I was feeling lonely or different than other kids. And when I would talk to my parents about them, they they were supportive, but they didn't understand because there weren't there wasn't the Spirit Seeker magazine or radio show, you know, for them to right. understand this. So I did create a book for children that parents can read with their children called Thank You Angels to have that discussion. That's really what's needed more than anything is just to have that that parents putting their ego or their fears on the shelf and just really doing what you're doing with your daughter, just really listening to what your child is saying. And sometimes it's so different than how we think that it takes a while just to understand it. My son Charles, who's now an adult and who is a spiritual teacher himself, um, when he was very, very young, he started talking about the end of the universe and God and all sorts of profound things that I wished I'd written down or recorded. And I, I would encourage parents to do that because when your child's very young, they're even closer to the divine and they can channel things that are multidimensional. Right. 
it's just it's it, they're such gifts to us. Not you know, it's so fun to be here right now. <laughs> it is, and, that's going a, on. and we have to remind ourselves of that because all the changes that are going on, it's the ego wants to gravitate to them and say, "See, this is the end of the world," and really, it's changes that are blessings, and everything is happening so quickly right now. So as we pray, changes happen very quickly for us personally and globally. Right. And it's interesting. I mean, my daughter has actually come across children at school that are talking about how 2012 is the end of the world. Yeah. You know, obviously this is what their parents have taught them. And she's like a little ambassador. You know, she's going, no, it's not the end of the world. You know, things are just going to look different, but it's going to be really nice. And she's, you know... She kind of gives her two cents, you know, um, and I'm happy to say she doesn't let it affect her. Good. Well, you know? thank goodness for your daughter being an ambassador because it, it's shocking what what uh, fear-based messages parents are telling their children, and I can't imagine why they would do that. Oh, me I, I met a nine-year-old boy last year whose whose mom said that it was in the Bible that the world was going to end in 2012, and I thought, oh. Why would you say that? It's not true, for one. There's nowhere. There's no dates in the Bible. Right. Symbols and signs. But also, why? What good would it do to scare your child like that? Exactly. I'm like, you know, they they have enough to deal with in this world with fear and such. You know, you you don't want to lop even more on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so happy that your daughter is an ambassador. I'm hoping everyone who's listening who has a young child will empower their children to speak up and. And speak from a place of love, like your daughter's doing. Exactly. Uh, shall we take another call if there's a name? Are you around? Yes, yeah, so I have Lisa from uh, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Doreen. How are you? I just got back from Canada yesterday. What a, <laughs> yeah, I what saw a beautiful that country. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so, what's going I on? I'm not sure. I just dialed the number. This happened once before, and I got stumped because I didn't know what to say because I didn't think I'd get through. Um, oh, my goodness. So do you have so a question? While I was, um, yeah, sure. Uh, while I was on hold, I thought I'd better think this time in case I actually get through. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> last time I didn't. And I guess uh, I, I'm going to ask you one question. Um, of course, we always have more than one, right? But... Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, talking to someone recently who's also very psychic and intuitive and uh, all that stuff and said that um, there's only one thing I couldn't figure out. said that I had a, a guide or someone protecting me that was um, not a relative, mm-hmm. but that was a really tall German man, and I can't mm-hmm. figure out for the life of me who that is. Okay. Well, you definitely have a lot of angels around you. And, you know, every psychic runs their readings through the filter of their own experiences and sometimes through their ego. So they may have interpreted what they were picking up on as a German man. Mm -hmm. Um it's possible, as I scan around you, you've got so many angels, it would take me a while to go through. It's like going into a, a room full of people and introducing yourself to each one. It's possible. You, we can occasionally have guides from a past lifetime. It's possible that you had someone from a past life. It doesn't necessarily 
not everyone is with us as a relative or a friend. Right. So we don't know everyone is with us. Some of them are souls that we knew from a prior lifetime that are we made an agreement with to stay with us. Um, I I want to ask Archangel Michael to be with you to ensure that everyone who's with you is someone for your highest and best good. Because occasionally we get hitchhikers, not to scare you or anything. <laughs> but highly sensitive yeah. people sometimes get, um, you know, folks that come along for a ride that can bring us down. And the symptoms of that would be if you feel unfocused or if you get accident-prone ever. That's a simple symptom that you've got some what we call earthbound spirits with you. So, it, you know, it's always a good idea to ask Archangel Michael to clear you. It can't hurt. It always helps. I do see, as I look at you, I see so much paperwork around you. What's going on with all these papers? <laughs> that was my other question, so it's funny you say that. I think it's, um, I'm applying for a, a funding program to try to go oh, back to school. Oh, my goodness. That's and I, d- I wanted to know if I'm on the right track and with that. Reams of paper. Are you having to just type and write uh, all kinds of papers for um, the funding? A bit, yeah. Like, it's not too much to be overwhelming, but there's stuff mm-hmm. to be done. Yeah, because it looks so. like it's overwhelming energetically. It's, it's all in your auras. When I first, <laughs> first tuned, into, tuned into you, all I saw was sheets of paper all around your head. That's so I think it could be that. Yeah, well, um, it feels that's what it feels like it is, and I feel like um, the faster you complete it, the more you'll feel good. Because yeah. I think that okay. even though you're saying it's not too bad, I think it is weighing on you energetically. <laughs> yeah. I keep so, thinking, I have to get this done, I have to get it done, but I'm not doing it as fast as I want to be doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's an angel that I'm going to ask to be with you then, who's perfect for that, is Metatron. Metatron is the mm-hmm. chief angel from the Kabbalah. I think you're familiar with him, but some other people may not have heard of him because he's a little lesser known. But he's one of God's great angels who helps to bend and expand time. And he's also a motivational angel, like a life coach. So when you work with Metatron, not only do you get motivated to do things such as your priorities and getting this paperwork off your back, but also he expands your schedule so you have enough energy and time to get things done. Our last caller, Mark, should be working with Metatron because he was juggling a lot, too. So I'm going to ask Metatron to be as both of you. And anyone who's listening who needs that extra help. Mm-hmm. So I want to see you just put that on the front burner for you, Lisa. I think you're going to find sure. that that really opens up a lot for you once you do that. It's going to it's going to happen, but you got to get it done. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. Great, great talking <laughs> with you. Lots of love yeah, to you too. and Canada. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care, Doreen. You bet. Thank you. And well, I'll be giving a lot of readings. When I go to Celebrate Your Life in Chicago, I'll be giving a lot of audience readings, by the way. Liz Don loves when I do readings at her at her events, and I love it, too. So I just sit there and just do as many audience readings as I can. Oh, that's wonderful. And everyone mm-hmm. should bring their cameras because the orbs really show up. Yes, they Don't do. They? Well, these days the digital cameras are so quick with their um, with taking pictures that they pick up on the energy of the angels moving around and and we've just been receiving so many wonderful angel photos of the orbs um, of my workshops. So yes, definitely take pictures during the workshops. We put uh, in uh, in one of our magazines and it was after an interview I had done with you and you had shared with us the picture from Australia of the angels. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh, that picture just still to this day just takes my breath away every time I see it. It's 
so amazing. That picture makes me cry uh, um, because when it was when uh, my band Obsidian was playing in Australia last November, and someone took a photo, and immediately this complete angel. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on I'm on my um, Doreen Virtue official fan page uh, right now. I'm going to repost it. So everyone oh, who's listening can see it. Thank just you. go to Facebook to Doreen Virtual Official fan page, and uh, then they can see this picture that you're talking about. Because it's an angel in a gown holding, it looks like a chalice to me, and who has a crown on his or her head and wings. I mean, it's the clearest angel picture I've ever seen. And it's completely unretouched, taken on a Canon camera without a flash by a medical doctor. It is an amazing, amazing picture. Thank you. Yes. Now, your band, Obsidian? Hold yes. on. <laughs> you have to tell us about this. Well, this is, you know, I've been a musician my whole life. My mom, when, before I could even talk and say no, she put a violin in my arms and I started taking violin lessons. She was, a, She's a concert violinist herself. And so um, when I was old enough to talk and tell her I don't like violin. I mean, I love the music, but it's a very difficult instrument to play. Right. I changed to guitar, and I've been playing music um, ever since. And I was probably 14 when I started playing professionally. I had an agent and such through high school. played at my own high school dances and such. And so occasionally my band, who's Hawaii-based, will go on the road with me and, and play music. And that's always fun. <laughs> Who okay? I, I'm I'm getting something here. I believe I'm connected. I we've done um, a music review, and I think he might be in that band with you. Know, oh. I'm trying to remember his name. Is it Mark? Mark Watson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Mark Watson uh, had I had reviewed a few of his CDs, and I believe yes. I have the Obsidian CD. And I yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. You turn the CD over, you'll see, see me playing guitar there. Oh, we will definitely <laughs> listen to that. Then. Oh, we'll thank do you. That soon. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I, in fact, the one CD that I listened to him, and it was the Goddesses. I was just whoa, this yeah. is amazing music. So I have to listen to the Obsidian one. I will do that. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Well, I want to be aware of, of your time here. Um, I, I don't know, is Cindy with us or maybe she's not with us? Yeah. No, I, I haven't seen her number pop up yet, but I'm, I'm trying to check. Well, then, you know, um, I'm thinking because I know we're, it's 20 after and we're probably running into um, going overtime here. But, Doreen, I know Cindy had a question for you. Mm-hmm. And I only heard, like, the tail end of it, but if you want to, do, do you remember her question about? No. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I think it was something about how you got started or the angels on the radio show, how the angels started coming through. Oh. On your radio show when you were doing a radio show way back when. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I had my own radio show when I was a psychotherapist and I was, living in Nashville, Tennessee, because I was offered a, a job as a director of a, an all-women's hospital. It, it, this is a long time ago. I used to work in an all-women's hospital in San Francisco area called, um, called um, uh, what was it called, Womankind. And, and then I was given a job in Nashville, Tennessee to be a, a program director 
at Cumberland Hall Hospital and create a wing called Womankind there. And I, at, while I was living in Nashville, I had my own radio show that was a daily afternoon show. And as I was talking on the radio, um, the angels would start coming through and giving messages. And I, this was not my life at the time. I mean, I'd always been talking with angels, but it had been private. Uh-huh. It wasn't something I talked about publicly because, you know, here I was this dignified psychotherapist and the Bible Belt. And and so, you know, they just started coming through more and more. And finally it just all culminated in 1995 when they saved my life during an armed carjacking, which was just as terrifying as it sounds. Uh-huh. And the day after that happened, I was really, really humbled because I... You know, I had just been hearing the angels' messages, hearing them for years, and hadn't shared them publicly. And after my life was saved by God and the angels on July 15, 1995, that's when I dedicated my life to teaching people um, how to hear their own angels. Or, you know, the same skill is true if you want to talk to Jesus or or God right. or your higher self or, or your Aunt Ruth. It's all the same skill. I don't tell people who to pray to. I just recommend that they do pray because prayer always helps everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh well, thank you so much for. Sh- and I know I will. I will thank you on behalf of Cindy because she'll at least get to hear it <laughs> later. Yeah. But, um, we so appreciate you being here with Spirit Seeker and sharing your amazing guidance and love and and the angels with us. I I can't even begin to express how honored I feel that I've um you know had this opportunity to speak with you yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know everyone's looking forward to celebrate your life. And Yay. is there any parting words for us that you would like to share? Absolutely. We should all go like you on your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And the angel <laughs> well, the Doreen Virtue there. official fan page. I I just put the angel picture up um, there on Facebook. Um, but the main thing I want to just emphasize, the angels say that it's really important for us to enjoy this moment, no matter what's going on around us, not to delay happiness for some imaginary future time when everything will be perfect but this moment is perfect for what it is and and just the angels can help you to really really enjoy it they also say any worry can be turned into a prayer just by rewriting it a little bit if you're worried about money turn it into a prayer to ask for help with money if you're worried about health your kids your romances where you live ask for help turn it into a prayer and that's what will get things moving in your life more than worry Oh, thank you so much, Doreen. We so appreciate this. Absolutely. I look Many forward to seeing everyone in you. Chicago at Celebrate Your Life. And thanks for having me on the show today. All right. Thank you. Lots of love. All right. Same to you. Well, listeners, thank you so much for being out there with us again here at Spirit Seeker. And don't forget to check out our online magazine at spiritseeker.com. And if you're not on our mailing list, uh, make sure that you send an email to info at spiritseeker.com. We'll make sure to get you on your on our mailing list and let you know as we do more radio shows, which, of course, are every Tuesday night, 7 to 8, uh, Central Standard Time. And uh, thank you. We appreciate you all so much. Many blessings to all of you, and you all have a wonderful evening. Adios and namaste.
Rebel 